Anticipation energizes our lives. I now make that first 15 minutes of the day where I spend in gratitude, sitting in the dark with my cup of decaf, and then another 15 minutes thinking about the big things I want to get done uh, each day. I have now formalized asking myself the question, what are the things I am anticipating? Episode 226, the eight powerful benefits of anticipation. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. With more than 2.9 million listens and downloads and growing every week, this is The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Invention. It's the podcast dedicated to leading, dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. Jason, we are uh, as we record this in on the last day of February of 2020. We're getting ready to see each other in just four short weeks. Uh, is it? No, it's three weeks, Dale. Is it three weeks. Three weeks. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for making yes. it even faster. Yeah. The 23rd of March, we gather for the Jason Jennings Certification Summit, the first ever. Are you ready? Uh, I am uh, one. I am ready. Uh, for those people who uh, are listening for the first time or don't listen all the time, uh, we decided to do this three-day certification summit at no charge, uh, a labor of love and a labor of gratitude on my part. We're over three days. We're going to gather in the little town where I live across uh, the bay from San Francisco. And uh, we're going to have three days. During those three days, my promise is that everybody will be the recipient and the beneficiary of all the knowledge I have been humbled to gain, studying more than 220,000 companies, doing eight books, 1,200 speeches, five to 600 half-day and full-day seminars and workshops around the world. And they'll become certified to act in my name, consult in my name, speak in my name. I'm just giving all the knowledge and all the information to everyone. We started out about 500 people raised their hands. You and I talked, uh, and, and we could accommodate about 50. Uh, you and I talked about uh, that it would be a process of self Selections. Some would drop out because it was too far, because they changed jobs, because they couldn't read the books, because they couldn't listen to the podcast, because we asked that people come prepared. Um, so we're a little above uh, uh, the number of people that we are planning for, but that's okay. It, it is still a manageable uh, group. So it's very, very exciting. And I have to tell you this. I saw your name yesterday. Uh, the signage is starting to show up for the event. Uh, the posters and the banners. And uh, there's there's one big one uh, about uh, the game changers with Dale Dixon and Jason Jennings, uh, because uh, we'll be, I understand we're going to be recording a few podcasts uh, during this summit. So uh, anyway, I, I'm, I'm getting very, very excited. Uh, you could say... Um, that I'm highly anticipating the event. What a great segue and uh, perfect play on words because we're going to talk about the power of anticipation today. So what's the motivation for this topic? So I realized um, that I am anticipating this event a great deal uh, and, and have been. Uh, as the months and weeks have come closer, uh, I, I'm anticipating. I can see it. I can imagine the feelings. I can ima imagine the knowledge exchanging hands, uh, the, the collegiality of everybody involved. And uh, I suddenly realized anticipation uh, plays a very big role in my life. 
a major, major role. Uh, so I decided to uh, spend some time uh, thinking about and doing some research into the benefits of anticipation. Uh, so let me ask you, are you interested in hearing them? Absolutely. I'm with great anticipation. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the, the, there are eight of them. There may be more, uh, but there are eight benefits of of mindfully being involved in anticipation. Uh, number one, uh, you know, it's a fact. We all need something to look forward to uh, because without anticipation, uh, there's no hope. And without hope, there's really only loss and discouragement. In fact, medical science, and, and I've seen this all over in a lot of very noteworthy scientific journals this week, patients who give up hope are much less likely to survive than those who are filled with hope and anticipation. So number one, we all need something to look forward to in our lives. And I wonder if most people spend enough time uh, actively involved in mindful anticipation. So the next thing that happens is anticipation energizes our lives. And it's probably noteworthy. I, I know I told you a story once on, on an earlier episode, and it's probably no, uh, it probably makes sense to repeat it. It concerned a trip I was on in Australia, and I was in uh, the same hotel for five or six days. And uh, and every day I would bound through the lobby at about seven forty five on my way to a breakfast meeting, and there were always five or six women working at the big hotel front desk. And I would always pause and walk over and say, good morning, ladies. How is everybody today? And uh, everybody would say they were fine and wish me a good day and I'd wish them a good day. And finally, on maybe the fifth day, fourth or fifth day, uh, one of the women b behind the front desk said, uh, Mr. Jennings, I said, call me Jason, please. She said, Jason, could I ask you a question? And I said, yes. Uh, what is it? She said, walk down here a little bit. So we walked down to a quiet part of the desk and she looked at me and she said, um, you're just always so up and so positive. Don't you ever have a poopy day? And I looked at her and I said, yeah, I do, uh, but nobody would ever know. And she said, what do you mean? I said, well, because half the people wouldn't care and the other half would be happy. Everybody's got their own stuff to deal with. But in, in retelling that story, I, I th that story came to my mind last night. So why am I always up? Why am I always optimistic? Uh, why am I seemingly always able to pull it together and project that image and live it? Because, I mean, what we're projecting will ultimately become us. And I think it's because anticipation, it's number two, anticipation energizes our lives. Uh, I mean, I now make... Uh, that first 15 minutes of the day where I spend in gratitude sitting in the dark with my cup of decaf and then another 15 minutes thinking about the big things I want to get done uh, each day. Uh, I'm actually, I, I have now formalized asking myself the question, what are the things I am anticipating? Uh, number three, anticipation gets us through tough times and prepares us by, by allowing ourselves to be scenario planners. And let me give you, I think, a good example of this. Uh, probably six or seven months ago, I was uh, booked to do a speech. And uh, like every speech we accept, I was excited. And so I, the call was scheduled with the uh, CEO, uh, the owner and CEO of the company. He was a tough guy to pin down, tough guy to get scheduled. I was looking forward to the call. I get him on the phone. 
And he said, we were two minutes into the call. Uh, I was making nice, nice. And just as you try to do, handle some of the pleasantries. Uh, and he said, uh, look, let's just cut to the chase. Uh, he said, uh, uh, I don't like outside speakers. Uh, I'm totally against outside speakers. I didn't want to have you, uh, but the people I've empowered, uh, the committee to run this conference, they were all gung ho on having you. So I'm, I'm basically not expecting uh, very much. I've never read one of your books. In fact, I've never read a business book. I'm too busy running my business to be sitting around reading business books. So, um, other than that, uh, Mrs. Lincoln, how did you like the play? Right. <laughs> so that was my start. Well, guess what? Um, I decided that I was going to win him over. And so I actually actively spent a lot of time anticipating the various scenarios by which I could win him over. And I did. And uh, he was the first one on his feet for a standing ovation. He was one of those guys coming to the stage with tears in his eyes. He gave me a big bear hug and he said, I am so sorry. I am so sorry. This has been the best thing that we have ever done. Thank you very much. And please accept my apologies for being such an ass. What was your immediate response? My immediate response was that first call. I said, I said, I'm a lot like you. <laughs> I said, uh, I write a lot of books uh, and I read outside of my genre, but I don't read a lot of business books. And I said, like you, I don't have a lot of time. Like you, I have seen some bad speakers. And I said, let me tell you the difference between them and, and me. And I said, many, many years ago, I decided that a speech is not being paid a lot of money to speak for 60 or 90 minutes. Uh, it is an event. And when I accept a speech from a company or organization, they become part of my family. And I take care of them and look after their every need for a very long, long time. And I act in their interests. And let me tell you why this speech is going to be different. Uh, first of all, have you ever had speakers before? And he said, yeah, every year, every damn year. I mean, they want to have a speaker. I said, has any speaker ever taken the time to schedule an hour-long conversation with you to find out about you, to find out about your company, to find out what's on your mind? He said, no. I said, so have some of the speakers ever missed the mark? And he said, every damn one of them has missed the mark. He said, I'm, I'm, the only thing I get to do is pay the damn check. And I said, well, look, we're going to have a conversation today, and I'm going to get to know you. And I'm going to prove to you why I'm worthy. And I'm going to listen to what keeps you awake at night, your challenges and your opportunities. And he said, you know, there's only one damn thing that has to happen. And I said, what's that? He's, and I, I hear this a lot these days. He said, I got to get everybody on the same page. Everybody's shooting at the same target. He said, everybody's going in different directions. He said, I just need everybody going in the same damn direction. And I said, well, let's, let's talk about how that manifests itself in your company. Give me some examples of how everybody's going in different directions and not shooting at the same target. And he did. And I said, so when you tell me that you want everybody shooting at the same target, moving in the same direction, I, I said, what does that mean to you? What would it look like? And, uh, and I finally told him, I said, I'm not only having a conversation with you, I'm going to be speaking with 12 of your people, but I can promise you that by the time I finish speaking, I'm going to taught you. And I'm going to taught your organization how to get everybody marching in the same direction and shooting at the same target. I said, would you consider that to be beneficial? Would you consider that to add a lot of value? 
And it was kind of like a grudging, well, if you could do that, I mean, that'd be okay. And of course, the theme that the committee had given me uh, that they wanted me to speak on was something totally than what the CEO wanted to talk about. So after I got off the telephone with him, uh, I called the two or three people who were on the planning committee and I said, can we have a short little conference call? You know, I, I just spent time with Hank and uh, uh, and they said, well, you know, he's not as nasty as he sounds and da, da, da. I said, but let me tell you what he thinks is real important. And so I, I was telling them what he thinks is very important. Alignment, getting everybody shooting at the same target, going in the same direction. And they said, yeah, that is a real problem here. Can, can you kind of change your speech? I mean, to, to reflect that. And, and so, you know, you just head it head on. Uh, you demonstrate your vulnerability. Um, and But you also demonstrate your resolve to create value. So that's how I handled that. The power of setting clear expectations and talking through it. Yeah, it's, it keeps coming up. So important. Uh, okay. it, it, it does keep coming up. Uh, it does keep coming up. And, uh, you know, I don't know how other people would have reacted, but I know, I mean, the guy, the guy's a big supporter. The guy has actually sold a couple of speeches uh, for me to uh, friendly competitors in his industry in different geographic areas. So number four, and I guess it's a follow on to that um, anticipation. If it's mindful anticipation. It gives us motivation and persistence. I am so busy all the time anticipating the way a speech is going to go or the way a podcast is going to go or the way a summit is going to go or the way a consulting assignment is going to go. That that's what provides me my motivation every single day and and my persistence. Number five, this is an interesting one I I discovered. Anticipation helps curb bad habits and behavior. Uh, Steve Handel, uh, an author, uh, writing in a book, The Emotion Machine, Cites a study about, listen to this, I love this, cites a study about compulsive and pathological gamblers who were asked to think about a future pleasurable experience, like a trip they wanted to take. Do you know that these uh, pathological gamblers were actually able to curb their short-term impulses about gambling and chose the long-term gratification over short-term gratification? So anticipation will actually help us curb bad habits and behavior. Number six, Anticipation of positive events makes uncertainty more manageable by giving us hope, a sense of control, and an implicit knowing that positive emotion will happen in the future. And that's from uh, a New York psychologist and author, um, uh, Greg Kushnick, uh, and he wrote about that in uh, uh, in his company's blog, uh, Tech Healthiest. Number seven, anticipation helps our health. Uh, Applied Research in Quality of Life, uh, the Journal of the International Society for Quality of Life Studies uh, and Levels of of Happiness, studied uh, 1,500 Dutch adults, 974 of whom took a vacation during the uh, 32-week research period, and they were gauged during this entire time. Research showed that the largest boost in happiness came from the simple act of planning something they wanted to do. I mean, blood pressure was reduced. I mean, it was amazing. It's a great study. And according to the study, for most, the enjoyment starts weeks or months before the actual event that you're anticipating takes place. And now listen to this one. Uh, Number eight, 
In a study by Leif Van Boven of the University of Colorado at Boulder and Lawrence Ashworth of Queen's University published uh, in 2017 in the Journal of Experimental Psychology, it was found that students felt happier while anticipating a holiday than while reminiscing about it. There are lots of studies show that great anticipation lowers blood pressure. Uh, there's a lot of great uh, dopamine. I mean, there's a lot of scientific, uh, scientific research out there. I mean, that definitively proves that anticipation is good for us. So um, those are my eight thoughts about anticipation. And I had never realized what a big role anticipation played in my life. So what are your thoughts? I think you nailed it at the very beginning when you said anticipation is hope. Yep. That's what it is. It's hope. And it, it immediately made me think of something you've said often in the past. We are all the same in the, in that we want our tomorrows to be better than our todays for us and our families and loved ones. And I have to tell you that that is one of the great equalizers. When I use that line during a speech, um, and I don't know that I do it all the time, and I probably should. There is a noticeable um, response from the audience um, that just brings them closer to you. Uh, I remember during my last speech, uh, I looked at one man in the audience, and I said, I, I, I bet I know the one thing that you've always wanted in your life. And I looked at a woman and I said, I bet I know the one thing that you've always wanted in your life. And I looked at somebody else and I said, I bet I know the one thing that you've always wanted in your life. And the three of you can tell me if that's correct. You've never wanted anything better, more than better tomorrows for your family and for the people you love. Is that right? And of course, I mean, that is universal. And so when that desire to improve the tomorrow's um, becomes anticipation, becomes hope, becomes scenario planning, and becomes action. Um, that's when real positive things take place. And I think we've all experienced number seven and eight. It's for those who celebrate Christmas. It's ah. it's the anticipation of, and it's the idea of giving the gifts and everything else that is where all of that joy comes from. There's usually the uh, the coma after all the gifts are open and the kids are laying in the mounds of wrapping paper and everything else, but the true excitement, and it's in the anticipation. And I recently had an opportunity to experience that tenfold uh, when I was in India uh, before Diwali, the Festival of the Lights, and I was there about a week of in advance or 10 days in advance. I mean, the anticipation was palpable. And everybody told me that everybody is just nicer to everybody, more pleasant to everybody, because everybody is wrapped up in this anticipation of something great about to happen. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Well, that gives us something always to be looking forward to and the reasons why that is so important to keep those items 
in our life. So thank mm-hmm. you so much. Any final words for us? Yeah. Uh, Andy Warhol. I, I don't know. Now his name has popped up twice this week. Uh, I was in the gym the other day and a guy has a guy that we work out with, uh, has an original Warhol he's trying to sell. So that's the first time his name popped up. And I, I remembered something attributed to him. And so I went searching for it. So, I mean, I don't think a lot about Andy Warhol, but there he's been twice this week. And uh, it was Andy Warhol who said the idea of waiting for something, and it's real simple. The idea of waiting for something makes it even more exciting. Hmm. That's a perfect end to this. And I'm in a building where there is some remodeling going on. So if people can hear some noise in the background, that's what it is. Sorry about that. Um, but uh, with that, thank you so much, Jason. We're going to see you in just three short weeks for the Jason Jennings Certification Summit. We're looking forward to it. Jason always loves to hear from you. Send him an email. It's Jason at jason-jennings.com jason at jason jennings.com jason-jennings.com is the email address did i get that correct uh, jason-jennings.com yeah, yeah well you're struggling with that <laughs> uh, can i share one final thought please i am i i'm always amazed at the things that set people off uh and uh, the things that we talk about in podcasts i mean first of all the sheer power of this podcast i mean who are attracting uh 60 people from around the world i mean uh to come to this uh to the upcoming summit and the 500 people who originally wanted to be part of it um but this week i don't know how many emails and comments I've had uh, one guy, uh, Victor Spano, who was actually a seminar or a, um, a summit participant, said that when he heard the last podcast and he heard me talking about something, he said he actually fell on the floor laughing so hard. And I have heard from so many people. Uh, do you remember what I told you about uh, the guy I saw in Palm Springs? The the tattoo. The tattoo. So, I mean, if, if, if you missed last week's episode, I was leaving a restaurant. I was, uh, two men were walking toward the restaurant. So I held the door open. Uh, they were, I don't know, late forties, mid fifties, uh, just regular looking guys. And, uh, one had a lot of gray hair and a beard. The other one didn't have a lot of hair. And as they, they said good morning. So they were very nice. And as they walked through, I went to close the door and I looked at one of them and his head was bald and he had, a, a draw game, so a losing game in my mind, of tic-tac-toe tattooed from the top of his forehead to the nape of his neck and from one ear to the other. And I thought, you know, if you're going to have a tic-tac-toe board on your head, at least have a winning game. But tic-tac-toe had been playing to a draw. And so I've, I bet I've had, I don't know, 25 or 30 emails this week and comments from people saying, did that really happen? And yeah, it did. So you never know what's going to get to people. This is true. All right. Well, that address, just in case I confused it, it's Jason at jason-jennings.com. Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Visit the website, jason-jennings.com. This is the Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.